Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is the Sikkim Podcast. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Brooke Bednars and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. John Morris, Brooke Bednars. Brooke, let's go out to the track. How about that? Weather is warming up. Uh, outdoor track and field season is underway. and We've got the Baylor Invitational coming up this weekend. Yes, we do. It's a been beautiful outside which is something we could not say as of maybe a week ago (laughs) you know and uh, I certainly enjoyed it over the weekend and I know our track and field team did as well because they had a lot of success down in Austin we'll talk about all of that as we welcome in Baylor's track and field coach Michael Ford great to have you with us great to be here thank you very much for this this is a busy uh busy week busy time for you (laughs) it's always busy from from January to June it'll be busy it really (laughs) is it really is is your first year as uh, head coach of the track and field program uh yeah how would you what what's been the the best learning experience for you so far um you better have a planner for sure um <laughs> i think my first talk to the team in the summer i said my door was always open i think now i need to close it just because <laughs> they're in there a lot more but it's been awesome just to have them being able to come in and talk to me about pretty much everything um and um just I think the biggest thing for me is just making sure that I'm just not focusing on the short sprinters and the, and the hurdlers is I got to focus on this whole team yeah. now. So um, I think that's been my biggest adjustment. And this, the time piece for me has probably, probably been the biggest change. Um, I don't have a lot of time to, to do what I want like to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went back and I watched your introductory press conference when you became the head coach. And uh, one thing that kind of stood out to me, and you just kind of mentioned it, but you even had to switch your – Twitter name. You were like BU Sprint Coach, yeah. and now yeah. you're BU Head Coach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, how has that been? You know, transitioning from just focusing on that one main part to you know the whole broad sport that is track and field. Yeah, um, it was a, a definitely a big change. Um, I think, but it was a good change. Um, I think a lot of times, as uh, coaches and people, we get into a comfort zone. And I think God is always trying to get us to get to another level. Um, and so a lot of times we got to break out of that, that comfort zone and, and, and I guess take that step of faith um, to do better things. And um, I think that's what happened. And so for me right now, I think that's the biggest thing. And then knowing the other events, the, the, the field events and what's good, what's a good mark in the, in like long jump, what's a good mark in the, the throws, uh, and what's a good time in the, in the distance of events. Um, so for me, it's just making sure that um, as a head coach now that my staff is, like, making sure that I'm supporting them and um, making sure that I keep challenging and keep pushing them because, as you know, coaches, we uh, the grind is 
we grind a lot all all season, all all season during the season, and we do get tired. And so I think my my big thing that we talked about last week was making sure that we keep challenging each other. And then if I if I look tired, then I need you guys to lift me up. And if if you guys are tired, I need to lift you guys up. It's really good. And in, in track and field, like uh, as the sprint coach, which you've done up until this year, you're just, I mean, you got blinders on. You're just focused mm-hmm. on that one area mm-hmm. and those student athletes. But, man, you got to take those blinders off, and there's a there's a whole big track and field world <laughs> out there. You know, like normally I would go to the meet. I would go, like, if we just had a regular meet, not, we're not talking about Texas Relays, but a regular meet, the, my first event would be the 4 by one And now they're, the field events are going earlier, so now I'm, like, actually getting up to watch the field events yeah. go or staying late. Texas Relays, we had um, we had Ellie running the, the 15, and then we had Taylor running the 5, and they were, like, 9 o'clock at night. Wow. And so I'm just like, man, I got to stay out here and watch this too. <laughs> and so um, it's good – that I was able to, to watch them. Um, a lot of times now I'm actually watching stuff on my phone. Yeah. Um, kind of just keeping track of everything too. Yeah. Well, and it's crazy because it's not like a basketball court where it's all happening right, right. in front of you. <laughs> you know, they are spread out everywhere. I've been to it by a handful of track meets and I was just like, okay, when is my person running and where am I yeah. and what do – you know, so I can only imagine what it's been like for you, especially at the relays with the number of schools that were there. Yeah, the Texas relays were definitely back to normal. Last year during the COVID year, they didn't have the high school. Um, last year they had a lot more um, individual events. So we were able to kind of track it a little better. Um, and then they had the relays, of course. But then this year with the ad, they added back to high school. Um, and it was pretty much from Thursday to Saturday all day. I mean, I think Friday I was out there at least 13 hours <laughs> between. And then also we're trying to recruit, too, at the same time. Right. Yeah. Right. Wow. That's uh, that's jumping into the outdoor season, right? I, mean, I, know, I know you ran at TCU, I think, the week before, mm-hmm. much smaller scale there. Yeah. But this is really the, you know, both feet forward yeah. in, into uh, outdoor season. Yeah, right? yeah. We actually we we actually had a meet right before the indoor national meet. We took we took a small group to to Texas to Austin to, for a small meet, and then we had indoor nationals, and then we went to then literally that was spring break, and then we went to TCU, yeah. um, and it was I think like six. T- maybe six teams there. Um, and then we went into the Texas relays. Which let's just <clears> – <throat> the Bears faced off against nine top ten programs, Florida, Texas, Kentucky, <laughs> Arkansas, LSU, Princeton, Texas A&M, Georgia, and TCU. Yeah. That is not a small meet. <laughs> and yet we have a lot of highlights to be able to talk about. And that is a successful – meet for you guys yeah I, I thought the team I mean one of the things we've been we always have a theme for the week um that was just kind of like this week is going to be the um I guess a mini test week um, with all the teams that were there um and looking at the bigger picture Texas Relays is probably one of the biggest meets of the year but in the in the grand scheme of everything, it's only the second meet. Right, it was like the early. second meet for some schools. It was a second meet for us. Or it might be the first meet for some schools, second meet for us. And so the bigger scheme of it is, hey, the big thing is let's make sure we come out of here healthy. Um, let's try to run some fast times so we can. And then let's go back to the drawing board and get ready for conference because that's the big meet for us is the conference championship, the Big 12 meet in Lubbock. And so for us um, – 
it was a big emphasis because a lot of our kids are from Texas, of course, so they want to do well in front of their family and their and their fans. But for us as coaches, we got to realize, hey, we have a, it's a bigger picture. Right. Um, but when you see Florida and you see Arkansas, you see Kentucky, Georgia, um, Texas, Texas Tech. I mean, you you have to step it up at that time. We want to talk about some of the uh, performances in Austin, but I want to ask you about your first year as a head coach okay. and the legacy, uh, you know, the yeah. Baylor legacy of track and field is just great. I mean, of course, Coach Hart for, you know, half a century, you know, they're coaching and then Todd Harbor and now you all Baylor guys, you yeah. know, as head coaches of the program. Uh, that's got to be uh, – you got to be proud of that. You know, you're you following in that legacy. Yeah, it's – I think the other day I was um, I was actually laying down and it was weird. Coach Harper sent me a text. I was like, "Hey, good luck at Texas Relays." And I was like, "Yeah, Coach, everything is good." And then probably ten minutes later, Coach Hart sent me another wow. text and wow. I was like, "Hey, hey, we're, I'm gonna come down and watch you run, watch the team run at Texas Relays." And so it was. We've always we've always preached family, and so for them to continue to keep in contact with me is all it's been awesome um and then me just knowing the tradition that we've had um but just want to make sure i keep it going yeah. with them let's talk about your journey to becoming a head coach you had all the different roles um you know and kind of walk us through when you first came to be a coach at baylor to well, now well coach Hart, me and coach Hart, i was uh still living in rochester new york at the time and uh me and coach Hart kept in touch you know because i was i was starting to coach starting to do my coaching career up at the university of rochester and um so we kept in touch talked about training and just a different training philosophies and um and then i remember i was also working at a law firm too and i'm looking out the window and uh, coach Hart calls me and said hey got a got a question for you and i was like hey what's up and he was just like um would you like to be a coach at Baylor I was like what track coach and he's like yeah of course track coach. <laughs> and I said when do you I said do I need to fly down for an interview or anything he said no this is it right here he said just tell me yes or no wow and I was like whoa like, let me take a yeah. breath Hold <laughs> <Yeah. on. laughs> and so I literally I said hey let me let me talk it over with my family up there and um and let me pray on it and I prayed on it and God was kind of leading me towards getting into coaching full-time and so I said, sure. And um, so I came back down, and um, Coach Hart met me. I remember we used to uh, we used to have a run. We had cars back then, and so I remember he dropping the keys off to uh, like a Montero Sport and say, "Hey, this is your car. Um, this is your company car now." And I'm like, "Oh, cool! This is awesome." <laughs> but literally, I I would say this: my first my first four years um, here, I didn't really coach a bunch. I just did a lot of recruiting. Um, and at times it was frustrating because I couldn't implement anything. But when I look back at it later, it was probably the best four years I've ever had because I learned from one of the greatest coaches of all time. Um, and then I think once we got comfortable with each other on the coaching side, then he said, hey, you can go ahead and take over the sprints. And so for me, it was more of a me learning, learning his style, learning how he re interacted with athletes. Um, to to get get the best out of them, um, and so for me, it was the same thing, um, and so I think in like in maybe like oh five after like year four he was just like hey you can take over the one and the two he'll help me with the four and the four by fours 
and that's what we did for for that for that um, that block of time, and then eventually started more so focusing on the one and the two and the, the relays. And we had we had some interaction where some of the short sprinters ran on the four by four. So we we talked a bunch then, and then of course when Coach Hart retired, um, then I ended up being taking control over all the sprints and um and the and the short hurdles um and and that kept going from there. That is great. Great story. So do you just get a call one day from Coach Hart? <laughs> oh yeah. Fresh out of the blue. <laughs> <laughs> you want to yeah. move back to Texas? Yeah, yeah like we I think we, we talk pretty much like maybe maybe once a month just on uh-huh. training. And he was asking me how things were going and um it was weird because the school I was at, University of Rochester, they were known as a distance school. Uh-huh. And so when like uh Coach Hale, Tim Hale hired me, he was just like, Hey, I want you to work with the sprints and I was like I can't. I can run fast, but I don't know if I can coach it. And he said, "Oh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine." So, between Coach Hart, my my uh, my club coach uh, Cedric Walker, um, just kind of implementing programs and me going to some coaching clinics, um, that was probably the best thing that I ever did. But I think the the time I had learning from Coach Hart um, by far was probably my best experience ever as a coach. What was it like going from athlete to coach? Um, it's always different because as a coach, as an athlete, I mean, you're listening to what your coach is telling you to do and you're, you're trying to execute it as best you can. And then as a coach, I think the hardest part is getting them to do what you want them to do. Um, and unlike other sports where you know they're about to mess up, you, we can't call timeouts in track and field. Yeah. And so I think not being able to control what they're doing on the track, like, that's the hard thing. Like I, I probably love field events more than anything because you can take one jump and you can make a correction. But once that gun goes goes off, you can't make a correction if you don't do it. And I, I wish sometimes I could like run on the track, like time out, time out. Yeah. After like the hundred meters, like, hey, listen, you got to get out faster, <laughs> yeah. but you can't do that. And so I think the the biggest adjustment for me is finding. Because kids are, uh, I would say student athletes are different too. So trying to figure out what word works for them or a a certain cue. Um, So I I might say push for a kid to push better down the track. And I might have to tell another kid, I might have to say pull Mm. or something else. So just trying to find out like what makes them click in in the races overall. That's great. What about the transition from being recruited by running for Coach Hart right. <laughs> to then working with him? That That's a different uh, dynamic, isn't it? Yeah, because Coach Hart's always been, I mean, I know, John, you've you've interviewed him several times. Coach Hart is straight to the point, um, and you know where he's coming from. Right. And as a recruit, he we talked briefly, I think, in the in the process maybe three times. And he didn't bother me. He just said, hey, we got the, this is your scholarship. This is a great school. I'm a great coach. Come. And that was it. Um, kind of like, you don't need an interview. Yeah. This is the job. <laughs> yeah, yes very or no. <laughs> exactly. And so for me, it was he he had uh, Michael Johnson at the time. He was still he was still training here. So he would call me from time to time. So I was like, okay, well. The, the fastest guy in the world's calling me. Yeah, that's a good recruiting that's tool a right great there. Great recruiting <laughs> tool. And so, but Coach Hart, he was always like that. He was always, hey, this is what we want. Um, I remember <clears throat> when I came in for my visit, the visit was horrible. 
it was a rainy day. Um, it was I was thinking Texas. Never, never. I've only, only had, at the time I only had been to Texas two times. Um, but this particular time on my visit, I love basketball. Basketball is probably my second favorite sport besides track. Went to the Baylor had a the men's team had a game at the Ferrell Center. And it was a gas leak, so they canceled the game. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. So then the weather was not great at all. So you were like, and, okay, oh, yeah. yay, Texas. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and so I think my only great experience was Michael Johnson took me to – he picked me up in his Corvette, and we <laughs> went to uh, the IHOP that's no longer here now on, near campus. Yeah. And But my 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 talk with Coach Hart, he said, hey, what do you want to – he said, what do you want to um, – he said, what do you want to do when you grow up? I said, well, I want to get my degree. I want to go to business. I want to go to business school. Um, I want to, I want to improve in track. Um, and I just want to be a, a part of a great program. He said, well, he said, the things I can't, he said, I can't promise you that I'll make you a national champ, but I can promise you if you do everything right, you'll graduate. And he said, we have one of the top business schools in the country. And he said, so if you do everything right, you'll graduate. And I was like, okay, coach. And he said, um, and he said, I'll always be there for you. And that's all I needed. And so when I went home, I told my mom about the visit and I said, Hey, rain, cold, feral center, gas leak. Yeah. And she was like, you're not going to Baylor. Huh? And I said, like, no, I'm going because, <laughs> because like, of okay. the, yeah, because of the following things, the family, the Christian, the Christian, the Christian, um, emphasis. And I knew that he would take care of me. Even if I got hurt or anything like that, I would get, I was going to get taken care of. And he still is. Yeah. yeah that's terrific. <laughs> yeah, and he was at the Texas Relays this week. That is wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is wild. That man, that man is ageless. Yeah. You know, he really is. Uh, how much does he come around track these well, days? Well, it, it's weird because I hadn't seen him probably since maybe around November. Yeah. And then, like, he'll send me text messages from time to time just telling me the team is doing, how the team is doing. And um, he's like, hey, Mike, you're doing a great job. Keep it going. Um, and then uh, – he texted me this week and said, hey, I'm going to come to Texas Relays. I said, what do you need? Do you need me? He said, I just need a wristband to get into the meet. Sure. And I was like, okay. So uh, Coach uh, Ken Weethorn brought him to the meet, and he watched the meet on Saturday. That's great. Um, so we got a chance to speak a little bit. Isn't that great? Yeah. You know his body clock yeah. gets this time of year. He's going to he's gonna yeah. be in Austin yeah. that weekend. Yeah. And he'll probably be at the – He'll probably be at the, the doctor – I'm going to say the Dr. Baylor Pepper. Invitational the Baylor weekend. Invitational, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk about some of the successes from the uh, Texas Relays okay. this past weekend. I think it's fair to put the headline as Johnny Brackens, right? Oh, uh, yeah. You can – you, you Wow. Lead, I, I you mean, could, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you could lead with Johnny Brackens. You could lead with Zion. Uh, Prosper. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. those are the two. You also had Nathaniel Ezekiel on the 400 hurdles. Uh, currently, right now, um, they're all number one in the, in the country. In the country. Yeah. yeah. So we got three number one kids in the country Fantastic. right now in those events. Johnny in the long jump broke a long standing <laughs> Baylor school record. Uh, the outdoor record was held by Danny Brabham, set in 1973. Yeah. And Johnny broke that. 26, yeah. nine and three quarters was his mark. Yeah. No, I mean, he. It was funny because that was like we were speaking earlier, and I missed that jump. And I, I saw the first one, and he jumped 20, I believe, 26-6. And I was like, okay, Johnny. I said, hey, it's a great start. And then I rushed back. We were getting the relays together. 
And then I looked on my phone to look at the results, and I saw his second jump. And we, when he broke that record, I was like, whoa. I said, let me just find out what the wind reading was, make sure that it was a legal jump. And it was. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, that's a – awesome and i said i think that's a school record <laughs> yeah well again that's part of yeah. your you know yeah. you would know a sprint record just like yeah, that, just right? like that. But, that's, yeah. uh, but i i just knew like when you get into that that 27 foot barrier yeah. that's that's always like the big barrier so to jump 26 9 i mean that was impressive he's he's been i mean he's had an awesome freshman year so far um going from indoor being an all-american indoor um and he's just he's just doing really good I was going to say, let's just not glaze over that part. Freshman? Freshman. Yeah. yeah. Same with Zaza Prosper. <laughs> right. Freshman in their first meet yeah. making things like this happen is just incredible. And I feel like we've had the opportunity to do that a couple times around here. So the track team is <laughs> <Yeah>. doing great. <laughs> yeah, I think they just, I mean, uh, like Zaza, his for us wasn't, um, wasn't, it was expected. I mean, he was. He was a uh, top four at under twenty world championships last year, as a um in at the world championship. So his mark wasn't. We thought he would do well um, coming in, and he even his first couple throws they weren't great, and um but then he just got. I mean, he got into the groove. Um, competition was really good. Um, in, in the javelin, especially in the A section, and he just launched it, and we're like looking at it, and it's not coming down. Wow. <laughs> um, but it, that was definitely impressive, and, and that that because that record was they're all parallels because Nick Lyons, who had the oh, yeah. school record, coach Brabham coached him. Wow, yeah. that's great. So yeah, it was awesome to see that. Very cool. How neat is it for you in your first year of head coaching to be looking? I, it's the only second only the second meet mm-hmm. for the outdoor season and to be at this point where you have people like these two two freshmen who are number one in the country doing great things on very big stages already to think about the future of your program obviously you still have a great rest of the season and we're going to talk about what's coming up this weekend but just to know I mean when you think about it right here the potential and the and the foundation that you're kind of getting to start with as yeah. a head coach yeah I'm a, we I mean, after this week, I was like, man, we're, you know, we're, we're, I, we always talk about building blocks. And so you have to build the blocks to, to get to higher levels. And I think, um, we're, we're slowly doing that correctly, especially on our men's side, our ladies, they're always kind of just steady. Um, uh, but I think on the men, um, we always talk about, we will probably never win a conference championship just because of the numbers and the cost of Baylor, um, we can't spread our money out as much as we want our scholarship money as much as we want to, but we can do really well at nationals. And so for, for Zaza, for Johnny, um, Zeke, and then uh, Nathaniel to, to lay some marks down, that's a good thing. And I think for us is just how can we improve on those marks? Um, how can we elevate some of the other young men on our team to elevate to that level too? Because it's, even if we had, if we if we score if they all scored at nationals and all win nationals we'll probably be top four, which is a good thing. Um, but how can we elevate higher um, and make sure that we do it at the time when it counts, like the regional meet and at nationals? And so my big focus now is trying to make sure one we stay healthy, <laughs> and then two keep putting some marks down, but also making sure that as a staff that we prepare those um, student athletes to be ready at nationals. 
How, uh, coming out of the Texas relays, uh, how did the men's and women's relays do, different relays? Yeah, they did well. The The men's 4 by one we, the first, it was actually our first time running it. Okay. Um, this, we had a couple of little injuries going into the meet, but um, I thought they ran well. Um, and our women, we were fourth, the women's 4 by one was fourth overall. Um, and the time that we ran was, I think, probably our fastest time as an opener um, at Texas Relays. I think last year we didn't run the 43-8 until Nationals, so we've done that a lot earlier. Um, Four-by-fours, they did well. Guys run three three oh two and some change, and um, we just had got back. Um, was, uh, Nathaniel ran on it, and we weren't sure how he was going to run after he ran two really good 400 hurdle races that, that week, um, but he came out and ran well, and um, – Trey, Trey Fields ran awesome. I think he had one of the fastest splits of the meet, and he split 44, 44-7. Um, and they, they look really good. And the ladies, um, that was probably the first time we ran, ran those four young ladies since conference, um, and I thought they ran well. They ran thir- 332, um, and that was a good job. And then also in our DMR, our DMR ladies finished fourth. Um, and so I thought overall, relay-wise, we did really well. I think I still think we have a lot room, uh, I guess, room for improvement on on the four by one and the four by four. And um, I think for us to be in the top eight, we're going to have to run a lot faster to get to nationals. Um, but I think it's doable. Going off of that, as you kind of move past the relays, relishing the celebrations and things, but focusing on what is coming up this weekend, which is the first home meet of the outdoor season, mm-hmm. um, getting to host the Baylor Invitational. Kind of what's the focus this week as you guys go into practice and prepare for that? Well, I think the big focus for us is just trying to keep improving each week. Um, a lot of, of uh, course, when you go to the big invite meets like Texas Relays, a lot of your um, student athletes don't get to run in it because they have a small number of athletes. So get to see a lot of our um a lot of our student athletes get to compete at home um, in front of some fans and, and some family members, but I think the biggest thing is just trying to make improvements. Um, some of our, some of our, I would say, some of our top kids are probably going to be doing different events than, than their normal events, um, and so we're just kind of working on that right now um, to see what events they're going to do. Um, but I think our biggest emphasis is still like steady making improvements for the conference meet um, to get prepared for that and and. Um, and trying to get our relays, get a little bit more depth on our relays too. Um, I think just really seeing a lot more kids run because the the first TCU meet we didn't bring a lot. Uh, the the TCU, well, I will say TCU meet was coming off of spring break, so a lot of kids went on spring break, so it was trying to get them back into shape. Then Texas Relays was a small group, and so now we've had like at least two or three weeks of training in. So now we can get to see a little bit more people um, compete this week and then um, get ready for the A&M meet, and then we have an off week before MJ. Yeah. And MJ is your second home meet. What's the dates on that one? The April April 22nd and the 23rd. Okay. So two home meets this year mm-hmm. at the beautiful facility, Clyde Hart Track and Field yeah. Stadium. I, I know folks like Pat Nunley, who I work with mm-hmm. in basketball, Pat says, what are the dates of the meets? Because he puts them on his calendar, <laughs> yeah. and he loves coming out there. Yeah. And so I, lo- I know a lot of people do. I mean, these, these are the home meets. This is it for the year for yeah. Baylor Track and Field this weekend and then April 22nd, 23rd. Yeah. So actually. 
Picks will actually start on on Friday. On the on the first, we have um we have the Hammer. That's the only event that we'll have on Friday, and then we'll the the rest of the meet will be on on, on Saturday. And then at, for MJ, we've changed it up a little bit. We'll have some other. We'll have some more events on Friday, um, and then we'll finish up it on Saturday. Okay. So um, like for MJ, we'll um, I think we're doing long jump on Friday. Friday night, we'll do the 200 on Friday night. Oh, we'll nice. do the 400 hurdles on Friday night, and then we can focus a little bit more on Saturday. It's a little different. Yeah, a little different. different. Schedule. Yeah. yeah, just because at this time of the year, or during that time of the year, a lot of a lot of honestly, a lot of schools don't want to double on yeah. the same day. Yeah. Um, and so because we don't like to do it either. Sure. So mm-hmm. we're gonna just kind of spread it out a little bit, and then we'll get done a little quicker. Because um, I know Saturday. At Baylor, that weekend is going to be pretty busy. That's, yeah, that's a big <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. But this will fit right yeah, in with yes. everything else that's yeah. going on. Spring football scrimmage yeah. and all that stuff yeah. on, on Just April 23rd. Just yeah, yeah, that's great. Easy. Yeah. Park in one Park spot one and walk. Spot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but I'm looking definitely looking forward to the – I know we have a lot of alum come back for the um, Michael Johnson meet, so I'm looking forward to that one. Which is fun. Y'all do a great job with that, yeah. bringing, yeah. bringing alums back. Yeah. Really good. Well, appreciate your time. I know you're very busy, and uh, congratulations on the success down in Austin. We're looking forward to the Baylor Invitational this weekend. No, I am too. I'm just going to pray to the to weather gods right. that we have great weather. <laughs> <laughs> looks like it right now. looks good, doesn't it? Looks it looks good right now. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just keep praying with you. Fingers crossed, praying with you Absolutely. that we keep having weather like this. Yeah. That'll be nice. Appreciate you being here. That no, is uh, Michael Ford, Baylor's track and field coach. For Brooke Bednarz, I'm John Morris, and that's this week's Sikkim Podcast. You've been listening to the Sikkim Podcast. The Sikkim Podcast has been a production of Baylor Athletics.